This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 18th of August. In your Squiz today, the Taliban make promises. 10 million jabs. Bob Dylan is sued for sexual abuse. And put your Sudokus out. This is your Squiz today. The eyes of the world are firmly on the situation in Afghanistan, Claire, as the Taliban establish how they will govern after their takeover. They've made a lot of promises about how life will be under their regime, including amnesty for those who fought against them and what life will be like for women. But there's a fair bit of scepticism there. There really is. And of course, there are many people who do remember what life under the Taliban 20 years ago was like. It was a very repressed existence. Overnight, a senior spokesman has addressed the media in Kabul and said that Afghans must live within a framework of Islam. Uh, When it comes to women, they said that they'll be able to work and study and that women will be very active within our society, is the quote. Uh, Earlier yesterday, the Taliban declared a general amnesty uh, across the country, and that was really a call to people to get back to their jobs, to rejoin the government, uh, if they were policemen, to go back to being policemen, those sorts of things. But as you say, uh, a lot of question marks still over this charm offensive. Uh, What they say at a senior level often isn't what happens uh, at the local local level. So yeah, a lot of scepticism there. And not long after we put the podcast out yesterday, US President Joe Biden spoke. He spoke quite strongly on the situation. He's standing by the decision to withdraw US troops, something that many feel has precipitated this whole situation. Yeah, he said that the scenes of stranded Afghan civilians were gut-wrenching and certainly that things unfolded more quickly than the United States anticipated. But he said the blame for the fall of Kabul and the handover of the country to the Taliban Taliban uh, comes down to the fallen government and its crushed military. He said that it was wrong to order American troops to be in Afghanistan uh, when its own armed forces would not fight for the country. He's facing criticism for getting the troops out, but leaving behind US citizens and Afghans who've helped them over the past 20 years. It's something Prime Minister Scott Morrison also faced yesterday with questions on how the 600 or so Australian citizens and the locals who helped our troops will be evacuated. He's confirmed an evacuation is planned, but no further details on when it will happen. As we've said before, an incredibly complicated situation. Our Squiz Today newsletter covers this in detail today with a whole bunch of links for extra reading. I'll put a link to today's edition in your episode notes. Still in international news, and we spoke on Monday, Claire, about the terrible earthquake in Haiti. As the aftermath starts to settle, a clearer picture is beginning to emerge of the devastation, but there's more bad weather on the way, which will hamper ongoing rescue efforts. Yeah, Tropical Storm Grace has hit. It's bringing heavy, heavy rain. What they're anticipating there is rain in the order of 250 millimetres. Just to give you some context, that's about half of Melbourne's annual rain. So it certainly is a dumping. And as you say, it will hamper those efforts to try and save more people who are still trapped under rubble. Um, So far, they have reported more than 1,400 deaths. There's almost 7,000 people that they've identified as injured. 
And while humanitarian aid is on the way, it's complicated by the political unrest in the country. Also, there's concern that with what's going on in Afghanistan and other places like Ethiopia, as well as the ongoing pandemic, of course, that Haiti's plight won't get the attention and the help that it needs. Back home now and the COVID vaccination rollout is really starting to pick up pace with 10 million Australians getting at least their first shot. Monday was a record-breaking day with more than 200 vaccinations happening a minute. There's a need for that pace with cases continuing in high amounts in New South Wales, Claire. There is, and there's also a refocusing that's happening in New South Wales for that vaccination rollout for young people to be prioritised. What they found yesterday with the numbers of new cases, there were 452 in New South Wales. 75% of those were aged under 40. Officials in the state have been talking for a few days about the need to make sure that younger people are vaccinated because they seem to be the ones who are spreading it most widely. As for other case numbers, there were 17 new cases in the ACT and 24 in Melbourne. And while we're speaking of records, New Zealand is in a snap lockdown after just one case there. Has to be the fastest lockdown for a whole country so far. Singer-songwriter Bob Dylan is being sued, Claire, for allegedly sexually abusing a 12-year-old girl back in 1965. The lawsuit has been filed just as a deadline for lodging historical claims was reached in New York. Yeah, and what she has claimed in that lawsuit, she's identified by the initials JC, uh, is that Bob Dylan gave her drugs and alcohol and exploited his status as a musician and uh, abused her over a six-week period. She says that she's still psychologically damaged to this day. Uh, As you say, there was a tight deadline there and there was certainly scepticism coming from Dylan's representatives who said that he denies the allegations and that whatever is said against him would be vigorously defended. Bob Dylan is now 80 years old. He would have been 23 years old when these alleged claims took place. Tennis player Naomi Osaka has held her first press conference since she pulled out of the French Open back in May, citing anxiety as the reason she didn't want to participate in mandatory post-match press conferences. It caused a bit of a stir at the time. She's at a tournament in Cincinnati facing the press for the first time and it wasn't drama-free. Look, let's just say it didn't go particularly well. (laughs) She became quite tearful when she was asked uh, by a journalist about how she's balancing the fact that she does have a profile that comes from having a media platform uh, with the fact that she doesn't like doing those press conferences and that she doesn't want to have to sit down and address the press, particularly in those post-match presses. She left the room, but she did come back to say that she's trying to figure it all out. Um, Lots of questions yesterday about whether she is now back in that cycle of giving those press conferences, whether she was actually forced into doing this one. Uh, There seems to be more questions than answers at the moment. Yeah, a bit of discussion as well about whether the journalist who asked the question that got her a bit upset had a bullying tone. Her manager later said that he was being intimidating. Others disagreed. She's not the only athlete at the moment taking a stand against expectations in light of taking care of their mental health. Gymnast Simone Biles withdrew from several events at the Tokyo Olympics to prioritise her mental well-being. And in some sad news, if you're partial to a bit of Sudoku in your spare time, the creator of the number puzzle has died, Claire, aged 69. 
Yeah, Mackie Kadji is his name. Uh, he was a university dropout. He worked for a printing company and then he went on to found his own puzzle magazine. I have friends who are absolutely mesmerised by Sudoku uh, day in and day out. They love getting their hands on an old-fashioned newspaper and filling <laughs> yeah. it out. For some people, I think it's the only reason that they do buy the newspaper these days. Uh, but he was really remembered as someone who really just loved puzzles. My husband is a bit like that as well. We also have multiple half-finished Sudoku books that we've picked up in airports. I'm more of a crossword person myself. Squiz the day, Claire, what are you keeping an eye on? Today, um, CSL, the Australian company, is reporting its earnings result for the financial year that's just been, uh, FY21. It'll be interesting to see if they give a take. Of course, they've been manufacturing that AstraZeneca vaccine mm. locally uh, with its ups and downs, so there might be some more information about what's gone down there. Mm, a bit of a big year for them. Today is also Vietnam Veterans Day, which is commemorated on the anniversary of the Battle of Long Tan back in 1966, so a time to remember those Australian men and women who served in that war. That's all from us. Have a good one and we will be back with you tomorrow. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more, and get a great discount, visit nordvpn.com forward slash squiz today.